let's uh, open with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you that you are with us, that we are able to gather together in the freedom that we have. And we ask, Lord, that you would be with all that are not able to be with us today and uh, bless them. And we ask, Lord, that as we come together, you would open our hearts and our minds and set the distractions aside. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Please join with us and stand as we worship. There's a treasure great in beauty, far surpassing earth's great wealth. He is Jesus, Prince of glory, source of all grace, peace, and health. There's a fountain ever flowing, satisfying all who drink. He is Jesus, spring of joy, to all who hail Him as their King. There's a power, holy power, breaking bonds of captive men. He is Jesus, mighty Jesus, holy warrior and sinner's friend. There's a Savior, rich in mercy, with to pardon all our sins. He is Jesus, great Redeemer, reconciling God and man. There's a glorious Lord returning, and all will bow to Him alone. He is Jesus, King of nations, reigning from his gracious throne. And there is one to whom all praises will through every age have said. He is Jesus, King forever, whose wondrous rule will never end. few things to share in the way of announcements uh, are uh, community group Tuesday will meet uh, meets on Tuesday evening at six o'clock. We should be back on schedule this week. So uh, we're meeting here at the church and then the women's group, the uh, women of the word are meeting at 10 o'clock, also meeting at church again, as we have to still maintain masks and social distancing and all those kinds of things. We, uh, just doing that. And then uh, Christmas boxes up here. Uh, we go through Samaritans first uh, with these. And we are uh, ready to start putting them together. Each box has a pamphlet and a list in it. And if you were wanting to pick up a box uh, to, to work on filling, feel free to do so. And um, we have... I think November 14th is the final date that we are uh, taking them in. And uh, so uh, that's the, the time frame that we're working with. And I've been told to say, think tropical. And the reason for it is that these all, this, all these boxes will be going to uh, the Pacific Rim area. And so uh, we're, we're in the past, we've you know, been collecting coats and and, and 
you know, gloves and, and things like that may not need those. Uh, and we have other items that we do need. So that information is also in the, the boxes. Um, I have to apologize to you in the sense of the uh, last few Sundays I have said if we're sitting down, feel free to take your mask off as long as you maintain social distance. And I found out that that is incorrect. We're still to keep our masks on as long as we're in groups of more than 10. So, and we are more than 10. So uh, keep the masks on uh, through the service unless it complicates your breathing. If it complicates your breathing, then feel free to, to you know, take it off. That's not an issue then. Um, and I think that's all I've got in the way of uh, announcements for prayer this morning. I thought we would focus on the uh, the COVID-19 issues and, and uh, especially thinking in terms of uh, praying for the, the president of the United States, uh, who's in the hospital with uh, the COVID virus and, um, his wife, Melania, Melania has it as well. And so praying for her and that the rest of the family will be, uh, spared having to go through this. And, uh, so, and then to pray for those who simply are either sick or have suffered loss because of it. So I thought we would focus on that this morning. And I would ask, you know, do I have a volunteer who would pray for the president? First hand gets it. Okay. And, uh, and then a couple of other people that would pray just to, for the, the sick and those who have suffered loss. Any hands? Okay, Ted, thank you. Let's go ahead and, and pray. I'll close.
situation is Eastern being positive we have to explain once again to be able to have the right more so than that one we just those who suffered during having physical and mental frame of existence we think especially of those who lost love Lord, we ask that you would come alongside and carry comfort to share their sorrows. Lord, we ask that we'll be able to not just be there for them, but be there with them, sharing your love to the greatest community. So we come to know you. Lord, we just Look it up before we go. Open our eyes, our hearts, minds to be able to come alongside those who are suffering through this. And Father, we continue to ask, Lord, that you would uh, intervene, that you would break the back of this uh, virus and uh, cause it to retreat. And uh, bring health, and not just uh, in the United States, but we see it globally, so many different places. And you think that just uh, you just have a handle on it, and then there's something that says, "Oh, it's spiking over here, or it's spiking there, or it's back in Europe, or it's back here." And and uh, we just ask, Lord, that you would uh, break the cycle and bring strength and bring health. And again, we pray for our leaders and ask, Lord, that you would bless them and be with them in Jesus' name. Amen. I just wanted to remind you from Scripture, uh, Romans 13 says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. And so we, the idea of being subject to them, uh, and that includes our governors and our local authorities and everything else, but it also says, I, I urge you, uh, in Timothy, he says, uh, first Timothy, I urge then that, uh, that of, of all the petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all peoples, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. So remember that this is part of your, your prayer time needs to be devoted to praying for our leaders and our authorities and those that, uh, lead us. Take care, and they are ones who have been designated by God to, to minister. So they need our prayers. Um, I think that's it. We'll go back to singing and be back up here in a minute to share from the word. You're welcome to stand with us. All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. 
Ye seed of Israel's chosen race, ye ransomed from the foe. Hail him who saves you by his grace, and crown him Lord of all. Hail him who saves you by his grace, and crown him Lord of all. His name is Jesus, risen lamb for sinners slain. His name is Jesus, all creation sings the praise of Jesus' name. Let every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial ball to him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. To him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. Oh, that with yonder sacred throne we at his feet may fall. Join in the everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. Join in the everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. His name is Jesus, risen lamb for sinners slain. His name is Jesus, all creation sings the praise of Jesus' name. Around the glassy sea. 
and seraphim falling down before thee, which word and heart and evermore shall be. Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful man thy glory may not see. Only thou art holy, there is not beside thee, perfect in power, love and purity. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all my works shall praise thy name, and earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. King of all days, oh so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all for love's sake became poor. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, 
altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. And I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming down and humbling yourself and becoming a servant for us, Lord, and so that we might have a relationship with you. And Thank you for saving us and make us your servants, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll continue in our series on worship. Uh, This will be the last of the uh, five messages. And so what we've accomplished at this point is that we're in agreement that we worship the God in spirit and truth. And that came from John chapter 4. And the idea of worshiping in spirit, again, is to worship with all our heart, soul, and mind. To worship in truth is to recognize that Jesus is truth. And Jesus said, my word is truth. And then he said that we would have the Holy Spirit to guide us. So we come through Jesus in a relationship, uh, looking at his word by and by the power of the Holy Spirit in us, teaching us to understand it and, and, and to use it as a guide to worship and to, to be the people of God that God wants us to be. And then in Psalm 95, we went over the fact that we are invited to worship. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. And in uh, Psalm 139, we acknowledge the attributes of God, that he alone is worthy of our worship. And then we looked at who we are in Christ and, and uh, the fact that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And uh, this is through Christ who has uh come and 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 saved us and and so uh in colossians chapter 3 we had uh, kind of closed off with this last week colossians chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 uh paul writes let the word of christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another to all in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs 
with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so what we have is this picture of, of coming together. We see that we are to worship God with our uh, singing psalms. And for us, the, you can go to the, the Old Testament, read the psalms. They were written primarily as songs. Uh, many of them are put to music that uh, in our generation, several worship songs are, are reflecting the psalms. And uh, and to, to sing praise with each other and to, and to encourage each other. Uh, to serve God, and then whatever you do, and this is really important to pick up on for today, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What we're to understand from this is that worship uh, and the way we acknowledge God in our lives is a way of life. It's not something we just do here or do there. It's who we are. We are worshipers of God. That is that is who we are, and we're that no matter where we go, no matter where we are. Just as we are children of God, just as we are saved, just as we are heirs of the kingdom, just as we are holy priesthood and a, and a, a, a royal priesthood and a holy nation, wherever we go, that's who we are. And so uh, we pick that up today, and the idea is that we see whatever we do in word or deed is an act of worship. Uh, then we worship the Lord by serving him and serving him in the context of, of serving him. When we serve each other, we are serving him. And so uh, keep that in mind as we go through this. Um, there's a scripture in Luke chapter four, verse eight. And this is the temptations of Jesus. This is the second temptation uh, of Jesus. Uh, Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 8. And uh, what we, we have here is, is you know, the, the devil said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered to him, it is written, the man shall not live by bread alone. And so the devil took him up on, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, to you I will give all of this authority and the glory, for it has been uh, delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will be all yours. Okay, now I've had people say, well, did Satan have the actual authority to do this? Yes, it wouldn't have been a temptation if he had. Okay, he had the authority to do this, but look at Jesus' response. Jesus answered him, and again he answers, it is written. I, I, Every time it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and and him only shall you serve. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And the word for serve here is an interesting word in, in the sense of serving God. It's the way a priesthood serves God. It's by bringing the offerings and bringing the prayers and this type of thing. It's a specific word. There's two words that we normally think of that, and we'll look at them in a moment, uh, that have to do with, with serving God. But this one is, is, uh, a little more unique and it has to do with the idea of, of doing an act of, of worship and, and, uh, as a priest would do. But the reality is, is that we're even called to this form of worship. We are to bring the sacrifices to God. We are a royal 
priesthood. We are a holy nation. So we are, a, uh, we, we, we call the church universally the priesthood of believers. And we're all called to worship God by bringing our offerings, bringing our sacrifices, bringing our praises, this type of thing. And this is that type of, of worship. But there's other types as well as that will look. And by the way, this was a quote out of Psalm 91 that Jesus gave me. It is written. So it's a word of God that he was quoting Psalm 91, verse 11. Uh, after the wilderness temptations, by the way, that's when Jesus starts his ministry. So this is very early in his ministry, uh, just before he starts his ministry, that he gives us picture. We are to serve the Lord our God. We are to worship him only. So coming back to this, worship is a way of life. To serve him has to do with the service as a priest, like we were just talking about here, uh, a royal priesthood be, uh, bringing an offering, uh, which for a Christian, what is the primary offering that we bring? Ourselves as a, a living sacrifice. Okay. And Jesus, as the high priest, interestingly enough, brings what as the offering? Himself to cover our sins, the perfect offering to purchase and redeem us. Paul put it this way in, in, in prayer in, in Second Timothy chapter one. I thank God whom I serve. I thank God whom I serve. Again, this idea of, of, of a way of life. I thank God that he has brought me into a position where I serve. Mark chapter 10 is where I want to go this morning and and look at it a little bit closer. Um, I'm not going to go into detail uh, with the first few verses, but for, for start this passage starts with verse 35, goes through verse 45, chapter 10, verse 35 through 45. And what you have here is in the in the first several verses, you have James and John asking for seats of authority. They want to sit at the right hand and the left hand of God. And it's what's interesting to me is they seem to be a little slow in grasping what Jesus is talking about as far as, as what it means to be a follower of him. They just went through this in chapter 9 as to who's the greatest among us. And, 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 and so, you know, Jesus, again, sits them down and tells them, what is what is there to apply or to think about in reference to this? Uh, and by the way, it was interesting when the ten heard. It says in verse uh, forty-one, and when the ten heard James and and John asking Jesus, it says they began to be indignant at James and John. Why? Because they felt they again remembering what they were arguing in chapter nine. We're all you know who which one of us is going to get this these positions of authority? You've got to remember what they were thinking. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is, he is going to go in. He's going to, they were still thinking in terms of he's going to go in, kick the Romans out, even though he had definitively told him, them already by this time, that he was, that he was going to go into Jerusalem, be attacked and mocked and die, and then raise, be raised in three days. They just can't see it yet. They're blinded to it. All they can think about is, they're going into Jerusalem with Jesus 
uh, and and they're going to establish the kingdom of God here on earth. And the, these guys thought them to themselves as the head honchos of the kingdom of God. Matthew maybe thought of himself as going to be the the auditor treasurer of the kingdom. Who knows? Uh, you know, but but uh, James and John uh, looked at it as as position. Uh, of authority and and they all argued about who would actually be in those positions and what's interesting is even after the resurrection before the ascension the apostles are with jesus as he is is preparing to ascend and they say hey are we going to go into jerusalem now and do it and and jesus says just go into the into jerusalem back to the upper room and stay there until the Holy Spirit comes, and you won't miss it. You'll understand when it happens, and you just wait for it until the power falls on you, and then maybe you'll get it. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and that's exactly what happened. But we have this picture of, of, of serving as a way of life when you are in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is an act of worship, since worship is something that, that we do and a continuous format as well. So if we're serving, we're worshiping. And so coming back to, to chapter 10 of Mark, I want to look specifically at the, the last few verses, uh, verses 42 through 45, where I want to focus this morning. And Jesus called them, the disciples, to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. This idea to lord it over them means to act as masters over them, to have full authority over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. But in contrast to that, it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Again, he's laying that foundation for the, the, the work of the cross. So here's that picture. He calls them to himself and, 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 and says uh, very clearly, I want to explain this to you again. Uh, it, you know, we look at the world and this is what they were doing when they were saying, can we have positions of authority? They're looking at what? Rome. Rome has all this, these authorities, governors and, 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 and different, uh, people that rule over cities and, and small kingdoms, even kings that are appointed uh, over some districts. And they're thinking, well, if Jesus is going to be the head king, maybe we can be sub kings. You know, I mean, kind of that idea. And and he's saying, that's the way Rome does it. By the way, the Gospel of Mark was written primarily to the Roman people. And so there's a lot of influence in it as to ministering to Rome. Some of the things that are said would be things they would identify with. And this idea of the, 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 the leaders lording it over them would be something that they would recognize. And And so Jesus is saying this, and he says, uh, again, but whoever among you must, you must be, that's going to be, uh, in a leadership role, that's going to be great among you, he must be your servant. 
Now, and, and, and not only, uh, your servant, but would be first among you, he must be a slave of all. And then he goes back to saying to be served or, uh, uh, not to be served, but to serve. Um, the word slave here, your Bible may say bond servant, or maybe it, it, it has a footnote for slave, and, and uh, down there it'll say bond servant. Uh, the word, that is for slave is interpreted servant, bond servant, and a few times actually slave. Okay. But the interesting thing about it is the word that's used here, and I'll go into it in just a minute, a little more detail is always meant ultimately slave, even though it says the word servant or bond servant, it's the idea that there's a slave. You are a slave. So the idea here that he's expressing is that there is a, a servant. Uh, and there's a slave. The servant is diakonos. The word deacon comes from that, or deaconess comes from that. People who serve each other. The co- primary picture of, of, of deacons in the, in the, in the book of Acts initially was that they were doing what? When they first see them, they are serving the tables. They are feeding the needy. Okay? This is the idea of, of, of a servant. He is Meeting the needs of those around him. His life is committed to doing that. The other word is doulos. Now, I'm not, again, a Greek scholar, and I'm probably not pronouncing this exactly right. But doulos is, is, is like I said, is, is sometimes written as servant, other times bondservant. But it's specific and narrow word. It always means slave. And the thing about a slave in the Roman culture was that they had absolutely no choices, no freedom. The one thing that they did have, which is implied by the word by its very nature, is that they had a master. They had one who was Lord over them. The word Lord here would be kurios. Master, Lord. By the way, that is when you say Jesus is Lord, he is kurios. He is master. So Jesus is Lord, kurios, and believers are slaves, doulos. Keep that in mind as we go through this. By the way, when it, when it says deacon and, and, and slave, uh, we are both. And we'll see before this is over that Jesus is actually both. When it says he's come to serve, he is a servant and, and a slave. Uh, and so we are called to be slaves under the direction of our master to do what? Serve one another. And so keep that tight in your mind that if, if if everything we do in word or deed is to be done unto the Lord with thanksgiving, i.e. worshiping and, and giving thanks to God, then we are to serve as a slave as an act of worshiping God. That means with thanksgiving. We slave in thanksgiving, with thanksgiving to God. This is so contrary to the way we think in our culture. Is it wrong to to be excited about the, the, the freedoms we have and the independence we have and that we don't have 
authorities that are, are lording it over us, but that we have choices and, and this type of thing. No, it's not wrong to have that at all. But when it comes to our relationship with God, there is no democracy. There is no vote. Oh, we want to do this, but we don't want to do that. What we have is Jesus Christ, Master, and through a relationship with him, he is the truth. He tells us how we are to live through his word by the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling us. We are not free in any capacity in that sense. If we want to, to worship God and, and, and call ourselves believers, we are to recognize him as Lord. So uh, we are slaves to serve him and to serve each other. By the way, you've heard me many times say, I am third. I have that saying. It goes back before I was ever a Christian. Uh, I was probably about 10 years old, 11 years old. Uh, at YMCA camp when YMCA still meant Young Men's Christian Association. And, and, uh, we, at camp, my grandmother sent me every summer. She knew I needed something. And, uh, I remember we had, we had a, 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 a message that was preached to us every morning. And it was the neatest thing. It was a, a an amphitheater. That was curved on one side of a, of a, a little valley, and on the other side was where the speaker stand was, and it was a natural chamber for sound. And so he could he could talk even softly, and you could hear him. It was it was just amazing. And and one of his messages, well, his whole theme ultimately was, "I am third. God is first, the other man is second, and I am third. That is the way we are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. God first, neighbor second, the other man second, and and self last. And so I am third. And people will tell me when I, you know, sometimes when I get to this point or after a message like this, they'll they'll be thinking, what about this 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 context and the songs we sing and and a, and a couple of phrases. Out of scripture that says, we are free in Christ. Well, let me explain that. What is the purpose of man? We've been going, we've said this every Sunday now for five Sundays to, to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. It's the first question and answer in the Westminster Confession, shorter catechism. And so what are we to do to worship? God, we are to glorify God, to worship God, and enjoy Him, not just here on earth, but forever. We are to be in a relationship with Him that is eternal. Okay, we were created to do that. Sin has interrupted that. And we're no longer on course with that process. And so when we come to Christ, He puts us back into the position we were created for. We are free to be what God created us to be. We are not with, without Christ in us. We are not free to do that. Instead, we are we are are uh, tied to sin. Now we're tied to Christ. And I equate it this way: 
and and you've probably heard this. Uh, I wasn't certainly didn't originate it. I heard it uh, from a speaker when I was in Bible college, and I've always remembered it. And that was the idea of a train. The train is going on the tracks, and it's got a destination. And this guy used uh, a particular destination from one place to another. I can't remember what they were, but the idea would be to say going from Chico to uh, San Francisco or to Oakland, let's say. I think that's actually a run, something like that. And 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 it's it goes straight. Well, there's also a set of tracks that goes from uh, that area up through the Lassen area and to Reno. And, man, those tracks are like this. Okay. And there are actually, occasionally, you can see some old boxcars down in the canyon. And so keep that in mind as you're looking at thinking of this. The train is like the train was going on and it said, if I could only be free and not forced to stay on these tracks, I have no freedom. I, I have to go where they lead and I can't go anywhere else. And it finally hits a curve and it takes it fast enough that it jumps the tracks. Flying through the air has a wonderful, glorious flight and a, and a trip through the, the, the edges of the mountains and down the hill and then destruction. You see, it was, the train was created to be on the tracks. It, while it was on the tracks, it was free to be what it was created to be. I, I've always thought that was an interesting thing because it explains God is sovereign. He's in charge and, and I, and I'm free to follow him, to be with him. And, and so this idea of, of, of serving and, and all of this is a sense of great freedom. We were created to do this. With sin in the way, we don't succeed. With sin covered by the grace of Christ through the blood of Christ, we start to edge into this picture of being free in Christ. So in verse 43 of chapter 10 of my, of, of the Gospel of Mark, we see that Jesus says that he is a, a, he, well, let's, let's look at it again, verse 43. I shall not be a, uh, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. To be great among you must be your servant. The idea is to be great is to be a servant. And the word for this servant right here is the Akonos. You need to be one who is willing to humble himself and serve the tables. And I, I was reading a, an article on, on about this, and, and uh, uh, it was uh, really interesting. It was because the the, the it was by a, a pastor by the name of Ray Pritchard, and and he was commenting on what it is like to go to a restaurant, and the person serving you, he has to to go where all the other servants preparing your meal, and 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 you know you he comes takes your order. And, and, and then goes and gives it to the other to prepare. And then he brings it back to you, periodically comes to your table and says, do you need this? Do you need that? Whatever. Okay. Now, of course, in our culture, the, the servant gets rewarded. At the end, he hopes or she hopes with a tip. Okay. But, but, and, and frequently are paid. Well, a diakonos could be a paid person. You know, but it was still a low position. You were the one who serves the tables. You are serving other people. Another picture of a diakonos, 
And how far it goes was Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. That was the lowest of the diakonos, the lowest servant. That was what he would do in a home. Would be his job to wash the feet of the guests. Jesus took that position to show you how humble we are to be as deacons, if you will, diaconos, servants. And by the way, that's for all of us, male and female. We're not talking about the office of deacon in the church. We're talking about the idea of serving one another. Building up one another. In verse 44, uh, we have the, the, again, this, the, he's giving more. And whoever would be first among you, again, this idea of the greatest, must be a slave of all. Now, again, a slave has no freedom at all. He is at the mercy of the master completely. So we're not only the servants of the table, but we are people who are the slaves of the master. We are owned by the master. We are not independent. Uh, the word bond servant is frequently put in here. It probably really applies to the other servant more. Because some people sold themselves into servitude and they might be people who waited on a table for a season until they paid their debt and, and could be outside of, be out of being a bond servant. A bond servant was one who sold themselves to someone to normally pay off a debt they owed. And when it was done, they were free again. But a, a doulos, a slave, slave forever. He had no freedom. Now, is it possible that, 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 that an owner would give freedom to a slave? It happened, but it wasn't the norm. The owner had the right to buy you, to sell you, to do whatever he wanted. And all you could do was say, yes, sir. So whoever's going to be first among you needs to consider himself a slave. Now, who are we a slave to? The Lord, he is our master. And then Jesus in verse 45, it says, uh, for even the son of man, he's going to use himself as an example, came not to be served, but to serve. In both cases, the word diakonos here. He came to serve, not uh, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And how does he serve? The ultimate service was to give his life as a ransom for the church. Now, keeping that in mind, it draws attention back to a, a scripture that we've used a couple of times also in this process. Uh, Philippians chapter 2. Because this is the picture of what it was uh, from Paul writing to the Philippians. The picture of, of Christ doing this, giving himself. Verse 5 of chapter 2 of Philippians. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Yeah, I think the idea of to have this mind is to think in yourselves of, is if this is what Jesus has done, think about it. Have the same mind of, you, of yours because he is our example. 
he is our our Lord. Uh, if, it, if, it, if it's something that he would do, we certainly should be willing. Equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant. And here the word is doulos. Jesus is both. He's one who is willing to serve tables and wash the feet, but he's ultimately one who is under a, a, a Lord as well. Who is he serving while he's a human on earth, while he's in the flesh? He says, I take my cue from God. I do what he says to do and nothing else. I teach what he tells me to teach and nothing else. His will be done, not mine. Jesus is a slave. He sees himself in that capacity. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus made himself nothing, taking the form, the image of a bondservant or actually a doulos, a slave. Submitting to God and the will of God from the garden. Remember him in the Garden of Eden. Him saying, oh, that, the, that, that what I'm going to face could be removed. That I would not have to drink the cup. And so many people get confused about what Jesus was thinking there. They're thinking that he's saying, I wish I didn't have to go to the cross. I'm sure that that was no thing that he was looking forward to. But when he said, added the context of, that I would not have to drink the cup. He's talking about what happens on the cross. Because going to the cross was not drinking the cup. What he accomplished on the cross was drinking the cup. Drinking the cup out of the Old Testament, it's the cup of wrath. It's the cup of judgment. He drank it to the dregs, is, is one way of putting it. He drank it completely. Nothing left in it. And he realized What's the penalty of, of, of suffering, uh, the, the wrath of God? To be separate from God. And what are the words from the cross that are uttered at first? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He had the, uh, the emotion, the feeling of what it was to be like in the flesh to be separate from God. We will never know that because he did that. How did he show himself as a slave to God? He says, not my will, but thy will be done in the garden. And he went to the cross for us. To serve, as the scripture looks at it, is to be one who serves tables and or is a slave. For us, it is both, just as it was for Jesus. We follow him in all ways. And the result is, is that we worship God in serving. Whatever we do in word or deed is to be in service to God. And, and, and so we are worshiping and, and serving. And it tells us in Ephesians, it tells us in Colossians, that we are to encourage one another, build up one another, sing songs together, spiritual songs and hymns, and, and encourage each other in the word of God. 
to pray for each other. And when we know there's a need to minister to one another. Even at the point of, of serving tables, meaning bringing food to those who, who need it. And, and uh, this congregation has a good reputation with that. There's a, a song that we're going to sing for communion. And, of course, going through Philippians is a perfect place to move into communion. Jesus going to the cross for us, pouring out his blood to purchase the covenant of grace. The song that we're going to sing is all to, uh, to us. Uh, and, and the idea is that Jesus is all to us. He's everything to us. But the, the, the last verse says, when this passing world is over, we will see you face to face and forever we will worship Jesus. You are all to us. Forever we will worship. That leads us to, to the fact that we'll lead, worship him forever. And it's an interesting thing. Let me read one more scripture to, before the song from uh, Matthew chapter 25. Verse 21. It's where the, 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 the parable of the talents and is, and when it's all said and done and he's accountable before the throne of, uh, uh, the, before the, 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 the owner of the land. Okay. That was a picture of us being accountable before the throne of God at the end of life. What have you done with what I've given you? Okay. And the guy got the, the phrase, well done, good and faithful servant. The word there is slave. God turns into us at the end of time, and he'll say, if we have followed him faithfully, well done, good and faithful slave. And one other thing, Jesus does something unique with us. Even though he is master, even though we are doulos, slave, and diakonos, servant, he calls us friend. We are children of God. We are heirs of the kingdom. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We are family of God. And he even calls us friends. He called the disciples friends and refers that to those who would come after them because that whole section deals with that. What an amazing thing. The master calls the slave friend. Let's go to the song and then we'll have communion.
cornerstone, sure foundation. And you are faithful to the end. And we are waiting on you, Jesus. We believe you're all to us. Precious cornerstone, sure foundation. You are faithful to the end. And we are waiting on you, Jesus. We believe you're all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church. Let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. Holy Son of God, sent from heaven. Hope and mercy at the cross. You are everything. You're the promise. Jesus, you are all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church. Let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. When this passing world is over, we will see you face to face and forever we will worship Jesus you are all to us let the glory of your name be the passion of the church let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the passion of our lives. We believe you're all to us. May the glory of your name be the passion of the church. And, uh, you know, the righteousness of God be the holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, recorded in the book of Mark, chapter 14, he accounts it this way. And as they were eating, he took bread and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. Let's remove the 
wafer from the cup packet. He said, take this, this is my body. And other scriptures add to that. And that we were to do this in remembrance of him. Let us share the bread. After sharing the bread, it says, he took a cup. And when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. We do this in remembrance of him. We do this in remembrance of him with the understanding that he says, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine again until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. That's the marriage feast. That's after he's gathered his church, the rapture, all has happened. And we sit with him and we share together. What an awesome thing we have to look forward to. And it's a wonder. Paul would write at some point, Maranatha, come soon, Lord Jesus. So, let us pray together. Father, again, we thank you. Jesus, you indeed are all to us. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you that within the framework of of our relationship, the word eternal or forever is in there. This relationship is here on earth, but it's established here on earth, but it it goes for eternity. We thank you that you have blessed us with eternal life. We thank you that you were willing to come to redeem us, to pay the price of our sins, to settle the, the debt. And you didn't just pay part of it and say, okay, earn the rest. You paid it all. You said it is finished. And we rest in that confidence that the debt is paid, it is finished. And so we don't come trying to earn our salvation, but resting in the grace of our salvation with the desire to serve you, to bless you, to praise you, and to bless others in your name. So as we go, Lord, we ask that you would truly make us servants to those around us. That we would have the reputation in the Eel River Valley here in Humboldt County the church would have the reputation of serving the God of all creation in such a way that people would notice that we are the kingdom of God. And maybe, just maybe, some would ask why we are the way we are. And we could do as Peter's uh, commands, be prepared to give a explanation of why you are the way you are and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We look for that opportunity. Give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear. And the compassion to, to, to understand the things that are going on around us. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Would you stand as we close? And we thank you for being here this morning. Lord bless.
I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. And wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned, unclean. For me it was in the garden, he prayed not my will but thine. He had no tears for his own griefs, but sweat drops and blood of mine. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. In pity angels beheld him and came from the world of light. To comfort him in the sorrows he bore for my soul that night. He took my sins and my sorrows, he made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. When with the ransom and glory, His face I at last shall see. Twill be my joy through the ages to sing of his love for me. Oh, how marvelous.